It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's show... Christian Wood is going to come off the bench to start the season. Is that the best thing that the Mavericks could do for him? And Goran Dragic made some comments about the Mavericks. Is there still something we're waiting for? We're trying to we're going to try to read the tea leaves on Goran Dragic's comments. Talk about all that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavs podcast. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to comment anything below. Let us know. You think Christian Wood could win sixth man of the year? Can he do that? We haven't had a big man win it in a long time. Let us know in the comment section below. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com. The six-man menace, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? It's good to be back. Shout out to SJ for filling in on yesterday's pod. I was doing some Maps.com stuff. If you got to tune in, watch the alternate broadcast with Bobby and myself. It was a great game. Great, great game. <laughs> um, We're gonna talk about it all today. We'll break we'll go back play by play, break it all down. That summer league yeah. game was a, a classic. There was this play in the second, they ran horns, and it was just a good solid play. <laughs> But Coach Dudley was just he was throwing a no hitter on that one. Uh we'll be back tonight for uh this next Mavs game, Summer League game. You Bobby, and Bobby myself, yeah. uh Austin Carulla will be there. We'll mm. be outside we'll be in the locker room again doing the alternate broadcast. We'll have some fun and maybe we'll have some Donovan Mitchell news. Oh. So we'll talk about Christian Wood coming off the bench. We'll get Isaac's thoughts. Isaac is is for this. Like he has thought that this is maybe the path the Mavericks would go for a while. So he'll explain that. Then we will talk about the Donovan Mitchell situation with the Knicks. Jalen Brunson, is he still going to make an all-star team in, oh, in New York? Man. And then Goran Dragic made some comments to some <laughs> websites that 
have got Mavs fans, including myself, in just losing. You, you were you were there. Just losing their minds. Like I I have lost my mind about this, and I'm getting impatient. So we'll talk about that. But let's start with this Christian Wood thing because I think it still is the big story around the Dallas Mavericks right now. Uh, if you didn't listen to yesterday's show, you didn't read Tim Cato's piece in the Athletic. Tim Cato was talking about the Mavericks roster right now. And he was talking about the Mavericks' depth and where they stand at this point in the offseason. And according to Tim, you know, Jason Kidd had the quote that said, Spencer Dinwiddie and JaVale McGee are going to start for the Dallas Mavericks. And obviously we know Luka's going to start. I think we obviously know Dorian's going to start. And so then it's like, who's the fifth starter then? And a lot of us have thought it's Christian Wood because he may be the second best player on this team, at least talent-wise and stats-wise. But Tim Cato said, quote, I've been told the team's planning to keep Reggie Bullock as the fifth starter. As things mm. currently stand, the team splashes acquisition this summer. Christian Wood will come off the bench. Isaac, you've been telling me this, and I didn't want to believe you. For, like, weeks, you've been saying this to me, that, hey, they could bring Christian Wood off the bench. Uh, why do you think that is, and why do you think that's a good thing for him? Because I, don't, I, don't, I think you, you found something that worked, and why are you going to try to switch it up? Like, you found something last year that kind of worked with this, like, one big Dorian going going small at the, a small ball four, and it's like you look at this lineup and having Reggie and Dorian. My biggest concern was if you start Christian Wood and and Javel, it's like all right now you have one perimeter defender, one in your starting lineup. And how many times did we see even in the Phoenix series or whoever you play? It's like you're gonna have a lot of teams have a good point guard, a lot of teams have a good wing, you know, player. So it's like all right, you're gonna ask Spencer to guard, you know, the other opposing point guard or that's where Reggie comes into play. You know, Reggie and Doran both switched off with, you know, with Devin Booker and stuff. So that that's just moving Reggie to the bench worried me a lot defensively. And it, I just like it. I, I like it. All First off, it's a ma- it, it matters the most about who closes the game. Yes. Like I know, you know, there's already people in the comments. I was reading some of the comments yesterday on, on YouTube. And it's like, why are we talking about the starter so much? It's like, well, one, it's the off season, but two, we got five, it, we got five days of this every week, but two, I understand too, because it's not really that big of a deal. It, the biggest deal is who's closing these games. And I still think it's going to be matchup dependent to close games. I think we'll see Christian Wood out there as the five to close some of these games. I think we'll see Javel out there for, you know, if there's another bigger center out there, but it also goes back to that Jason. I think it was Jason Kidd who said it uh, in one of those interviews at you know, summer league summer, was, yeah. Hey, Hey, our, our bench got better offensively. And we were on this pod saying, I don't believe it. This is before that Cato story dropped. You heard that and your ears perked up immediately. And this is when you really, this is when you really entrench yourself with, I think Christian Wood's going to come off the bench. And I was like, no, there's no way they're going to do that. It just didn't make sense. Cause I'm like, all right, I, I love Reggie, you know, shooting threes, but I don't know if Reggie going to the bench and you're taking Dinwiddie out of that. And you're saying, all right, well, Tim's coming back and Reggie and. All right, Maxi and Dwight, like, okay, what what makes this better offensively? Now you look at it, now you see it. It's like, all right, well, now if you're going to have Tim and Christian Wood coming off the bench, because you look at the starting unit and say, all right, Dan Whitty steps into the Brunson role, JaVale steps into the Dwight role. It's like, yeah, the role's already defined. You know exactly what that looks like. And now you look at the bench unit and you say, all right, now we're adding Christian Wood and Tim Hardaway for basically nothing. It's Tim's almost like from Tim is like a, 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 a free agent. A free agent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's like Tim's for nothing. They traded four guys at the end of the Sorry, rotation <laughs> for Christian Wood. So yeah, now all of it makes sense. And now the offense, the offense, you know, comment about more offense off the bench that makes sense too. It's so much about their identity, right? It's the, the 
how many times during that playoff run did we just like like wax poetic about Reggie Bullock and Dorian Finney-Smith and how they have de- the Bang Bros have that you br- that you dropped that on the, on the Maps.com stream. I I thought that was like a, a thing. Bobby laughed awkwardly, so then I was like, "Crap, I probably couldn't shouldn't have said that." Pastor Eyes are dropping a Bang Bros reference on, on, on the Maps.com stream. Um, but that those two wings defined the Mavericks' identity. How many times do we talk about that during the playoff run? You and I sitting in a hotel room in San Francisco talking about how Reggie Bullock and Dorian Finney-Smith like set the tone for this team so much, and to split those guys up would just mess with a ton of the identity stuff. And so then it becomes. All right, well, we we kind of promised JaVale McGee he would start so he wouldn't go sign in Milwaukee. And so then, then now you have to make a decision. Is it Dinwiddie or is it Christian Wood? And they'd rather start Dinwiddie for the playmaking. And they're still not losing a ton of size. Din- Dinwiddie's 6'6". Uh, and Christian Wood is not good enough defensively to put him out there and to you – know, you'd rather have the playmaking of Dinwiddie than the – what, then the three-point shooting of Christian Wood, and then the lack of defense that Christian Wood brings on, you know, down the block. Like those are the those are the things that you're weighing in a starting lineup. And then, like you said, we had a conversation a couple days ago. The starting lineup doesn't matter too much. It just sets yeah. the tone for the for the team. And 20 games in, if they change the starting lineup, I wouldn't be surprised at all. If Christian Wood can prove that he can be a good defender, I think he's starting in like 20 games. I think I'm just gonna call that Christian Wood starts in 20 games. We're going to do board bets. I think that's what I'm going to do. Oh, uh, board bets. I, I yeah. dropped this on SJ yesterday. Let me know what you think about it. This is my theory. Oh, I'm ready. Jason Kidd needs levels of motivation. He needs motivators. I thought you were about to do a trade. Like Jason Kidd for. <laughs> Can they get a first round pick for Jason Kidd? Who says no? Glenn Rivers for. <laughs> um, Jason Kidd needs motivators and he needs rungs of motivation like a ladder for Christian Wood. And it can't just be, all right. If you play well and play defense, we'll get you that contract. We'll get you that extension that you want. You'll get the stability that you want in a good place, and you'll play with Luca. He's like, all right, you play defense, and we'll get you to play more minutes with Luca. That's a tier. Okay, you play play better defense, we'll get you starting. Like We'll get you to start. You just got to show us and play better defense. What did Nico Harrison say after that move was done? We got to prove stuff to each other. Christian Wood's got to prove stuff to us. We have to prove stuff to Christian Wood to make this work yeah. long term. And so you take that, and then you take this, bringing him off the bench, and maybe they need some motivating factors for him. And then by the time that he's playing with Luca more, he's bought in on defense, he's bought into the team mentality, he's starting, and then all of a sudden his motivation is just, hey, let's win for the team. It's it's the same as what the, the team was last year and how everybody just came together and had this mentality of it's we over me, right? That's that's why the Mavericks were so good last year in the playoffs because they had that mentality. They all wanted to win for each other, and they got to get Christian Wood on that train, and it may be a little bit harder because the guy has not been on any winning teams ever <laughs> So in the NBA. No, and shout out to the, you know, the listener who commented and, and reminded me, like, hey, Isaac, you said that Christian Wood has never won before. What have you won? I'm like, wow, great, uh, great one. Well, how about we were the number one podcast in the Lockdown Network for April, May, and June? Um, it's like I won a pickup game the other day <laughs> at this court, dude. You have, um, you have two kids, you're winning at life. <laughs> um, no, but you're the whole thing about the proven both sides, I think that's really real. And also, I've seen some you know fans that were like, hey, this is the beginning of like a relationship with like Christian Wood, or like, why. Like if we want Christian Wood to be with us moving forward, is this gonna like frustrating yeah. that he's not starting all this stuff? And it's like okay, well, Maybe. first off, who's dec- deciding right now that Christian Wood's gonna be part of the future? And it's not like you gave up a ton to get him. 
Like you gave up four players who don't play. And a first, and a, you gave up a first round pick. Yes, let's talk about the history of the 26 overall pick. But it's like <laughs> you you didn't give up anything to get, to take the swing at him. So like I'm not going you didn't give up enough to go into a season to cater to him because you want to make him happy for a future long-term cornerstone piece. Yeah. That's all I'm trying to say. He could be with this team for a long time, but I'm going to make the best basketball decision lineup-wise before I'm going to cater to Christian Webb because I didn't give up enough to get him. Coming up, let's talk about Goran Dragic again. Because okay? he, he made some comments. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. He made some comments about what the Dallas Mavericks pitch was to him when they were in free agency <coughs> talks with him and it, it, it made me become a real MFFL because it, it made me lose my mind about free agency. So we'll talk about that coming up and try to explain it. But before we do, let me tell you about built bar. Isaac, I went to the website today. I pulled it up. When's the last time you went to the built bar website? Not, I mean, I should, I should be there every day. Right <laughs> At least weekly because they come up with new flavors all the time and they have a new one. Orange dreamsicle. I'm looking at it right now. It's like an actual popsicle. It, no, well, the the advertising is a popsicle. <laughs> I don't think it's a pop. It's a built it's puff. Advertising. It has chocolate on the outside, marshmallow puff in the middle, and it's pretty good for you. 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, six grams of sugar, and that collagen protein gonna stick with you. Like you said, that dreamsicle flavor. Uh, you gotta love those dreamsicle popsicles. The creaminess. The little tang of the orange. Great stuff. You can get those at built.com. Use that promo code LOCK15. They also have a big banner on the website right now. It says additional, get an additional 10% off site-wide. You may as well go check to see if the promo code and the 10% off site-wide works at the same time. I, I would just go to built.com and check that out. So go check it out. It's built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. All right, Isaac Harris, we've been talking about Christian Wood coming off the bench. We think that it may be good for him. I'm still a little surprised by it, but uh, by the middle of the season, it may not matter at, at any point. Goran Dragic, though, we thought was a shoe-in for Dallas. In all of my offseason, like, you know, if you sit down and write out what the, the, <laughs> the depth chart is going to be, I had Goran Dragic penciled in and like italics, and I was like, oh, this is the Goran Dragic memorial roster spot for the Mavericks. And I was waiting for it to happen. We had, you know, some of the the Eurobasket stuff happening, and there's the connection with Luca. And we've been waiting for this to happen. You know, Boban is gone. Um, you know, Salah is gone. Like, like Luca's friends just seem to be like continuing to be churned out and away from Dallas. We thought they got to bring somebody in. Goran Dragic was available. It was it was all lining up. And then he decides to go to the, the Chicago Bulls. And then he makes a comment, and he makes a comment to uh, a, you know a newspaper or a, a website. And a couple of people. There's, there's two different store, Dragic stories. Say, there's by the two way. Dragic stories. 
two Dragic stories. People are getting some of them confused and two different Dragic stories that have quotes from. Um, and some people may be named Isaac, but we won't. <laughs> um, but uh, on Twitter, uh, oh, uh, Matej, Matej, I'm I'm not gonna pronounce that right. Mm. Sports Sport Info is uh, is from Slovenia and interpreted it for us. And this is Goran Dragic's quote interpreted by like a, an interpreter. On Twitter? We were in talks with Dallas. They made an offer, but I decided not to take it. This is coming from Goran Dragic. They wanted me to play one game and then sit for the next five. I know I can still easily play 20 minutes per game. I'm not ready to retire to just sit on the bench in a cheerleading role. And then another article was talking about how the Bulls offered him to play 25 minutes a night. First of yeah, all, 20, 25. I don't know how he's getting 25 minutes a night in the Bulls unless Lonzo is just out for the year and they're making a trade with Kobe White and all this stuff. I don't see his path to that. What what made me go nuts today and what made me like lose my mind today trying to figure out what the Mavs are doing is that Dragic's path to minutes is way cleaner and easier on the Mavericks. Why the pitch to Goran Dragic, if, if Goran Dragic is telling the truth in this, why the pitch for him to be the Trey Burke role from last year where he plays every once in a while. He sits one game. He's, you know, he, he sits for five games. He plays for a game. Like he plays every once in a while. He's not a full-time player when the Maverick, like he would be the backup point guard for the Mavericks as things stand right now, because Luca and Dinwiddie are starting. And then coming off the bench, Tim is not a point guard. Frank is not really a point guard. Jaden Hardy. We know is not going to be ready right away to start the season to be a, like a full-time backup point guard. And so why, why the Mavericks pitch to him, and like be a part-time player when they could actually use him. And that's where I think Mavs fans and myself included are, there's a disconnect between what the Mavericks are saying about their team and what we see about their team right now, because they're, they need another ball handler. And so once again, take a drink. Is there another move for the Dallas Mavericks? Because we've been waiting for this. And now this Dragic comment makes me think that the Mavericks think they're getting somebody else because it doesn't make any sense unless they're getting somebody else. Oh, Someone talk, check on Nick. Talk it's me okay. Off the ledge, Isaac. <laughs> Free agency has finally drove me nuts. It's the, it's the waiting. It's the waiting. It, I know no, Luca just I, said free agency just started, but it's the waiting for me. And it's like, it's been 100 degrees for like eight days in a row. So I'm just, I'm no, losing my the, mind. It's a hundred percent. The waiting is driving everyone nuts. Like <laughs> waiting drives everyone nuts anyway. Like I just had this medical thing happen with me over the past, I don't know, like last month. And there was some waiting involved in that to get some things back. And it's like in the waiting moments, you, like your mind goes everywhere. Like you're going through all every possible scenario. You're you're having conversations like, oh my gosh, why am I having these conversations? Like all this different stuff. And it's like the waiting of this free agency and the waiting to see the fallout, the waiting to see if Dallas does something else. It's like, it's too much. I think it's just, it's driving the fan base nuts. But I, a couple things you said in that. Why would Dallas not offer that type of one? Can we all just lay it out there? Dallas did offer Dragic. They were interested yeah, because they, that they was the thing when, yeah. when Dragic signed with the Bulls, there were, you know, a portion of Mavs fans were just like, Dallas wasn't even interested. It's like, no, Dallas but, was interested. They offered, but they weren't interested in that type of role that Chicago's offering. But if they offered him like barely a role, like, hey, come be come play Trey Burke minutes for us next year. Is that yeah. is that really interested in him? Or is that just like, hey, we'd love you around for the vibes that you could have with Luca? But that's an offer though. But and why would they not offer barely. something bigger to for what Chicago's offering? 
because it's really simple. Chicago's it's because lying. They probably, <laughs> no, I'm going to talk about that just in a second. <laughs> Why are they not offering that? It's because it's obviously it's obvious that Dallas doesn't believe he could. He's going to like they believe that there's a better option that's probably going to come via trade, and that they don't want to do the 20 25 minutes a night. Like I, I'm just saying that's the. When we talked about Dragic, we assumed that he was going to be signing with Brunson staying. And what we were, what we were, we were saying, oh, Brunson's going to start. It's Denwitty. Dragic has that like fourth guard off the bench. Be you know, great. probably playing t- Tim on the wing too. But Dragic with Denwitty, sign me up. And that's probably what Dallas wanted too. But then Brunson leaves. Denwitty moves up. So then everybody just naturally, including myself, was like, all right, they're probably still going to sign Dragic and just kind of increase his his workload probably. But it's like Dallas looked at it and said, no, like we're still interested in the role we originally had, like we're interested in. We're not going to like move you up type of thing because they probably want, you know, they've, they viewed a little bit different. The Chicago lying thing cracked me up because this is just <laughs> Twitter in a nutshell that a, a professional franchise signs a player. The player says, Hey, I'm getting 20 to 25 minutes a night from that franchise. <laughs> and people on Twitter, including Nick's like, you know what? That franchise is lying because Goran Dragic can't apparently can't read a, a, a depth chart <laughs> or Bill Duffy can't read a depth chart either. And it's like, I'm going to just wild speculation here. <laughs> I think Bill Duffy and Dragic looked at the same depth chart and had conversations with the bulls. So I just don't think that Dragic is going to go into this blindfolded, like, Oh, <gasps> Oh my gosh, Bill! What's Bill? Mavs Twitter said we were lied to. Do you think we will play? Am I going to play? Like I just... What's his path? What's his path to twenty-five minutes a night? Because the top, I just think they're going to run the three-guard lineup a lot. I think they're going to run him and Caruso off the bench. Io is going to be sprinkled in there, and Kobe White's just gone. Kobe White, they're just going to ship out. Yeah, they're they're done. I I just Dalen Terry's just like a rookie that's not going to play at all. I think he'll play more on the wing. I, I just. One, I'm not, I don't like, I'm not losing sleep over the Bulls rotation, but I'm also not like, hey, the Bulls lied to Dragic. Somebody tell Goron right <laughs> well, now. That part I don't care about. I, th- I just think that's funny. But th- the part that got me is, is not even about Dragic. It's not even about, okay, the Mavs lost on Dragic and now they're screwed because there's no, there's nothing else they can do. They'll probably do something else, but it's how do the Mavericks view this team right now? Do they see the ball, the lack of ball hitters as a real problem? It's the problem we've been talking about all offseason so far is that they need to address it. This was an easy way to address it. And for some reason they didn't. And so it makes me think like that there's something else coming down the pipe yeah. that we're still waiting for that they think is going to happen. They're just waiting on the fallout from something else. Um, the, the real Dragic debate for Mavs fans and for me, what I'm waiting to have is whoever they, they get whoever yeah. they trade for to be that backup, then that will be the b- debate I think we can all have is, would you rather have Dragic at 36-year-old for a minimum or Mike X, pl- yeah. X player for this amount at you know at for this cost type of thing? I think that will be the debate. I'm not debating on it now because I still think this is all incomplete. We got to wait for it. And that's what's driving me nuts, Isaac. It's driving me Coming nuts. Coming up after the break, I actually <laughs> want to throw a comp to you real quick and ask you a question about this. A comp for what? I have a, I have I have a question to ask you in regards to Dragic. Okay, but it's gonna open it up. We'll talk about that coming up. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, Isaac Harris, we've been talking about Goran Dragic. Free agency is making Mavs fans insane, but give me a comp for Goran Dragic and uh, maybe talk us off the free agency crazy lunch. Comp's probably a wrong word for it, but how much of the Dragic stuff is just because of the connection with Luka and not really the on-court play? Because Mm. I feel like a decent amount of people, I could be wrong, this SJ, she doesn't like Mike Conley, right? She thinks he's washed. <laughs> okay, so for instance, and in which I don't, I don't know how SJ feels about Dragic, but like for instance, like Mike Conley, I've seen a lot of people say Mike Conley is washed. Yeah, right? and it's like, all right, let's look at Mike Conley last year. Twenty-eight minutes a game. He's a year. He's a year younger than Goran Dragic. He shot forty-four percent from the field. He shot forty-one percent from three. Goran Dragic is thirty-six, a year older. Shot thirty-seven percent from the field. Shot twenty-five percent from three. In 21 games, like, small sample size for the weird, okay. the weird Brooklyn Nets. Yes. Dragic's quote from the Nets about the Nets was incredible, by the way. <laughs> it was more Great. he said it, he said it was more about individuals' performances of individuals than it was about team. And I was like, oh god, yes. how, we talked Great. about it on Locked on NBA today. Listen, I'm not trying to dive into the slander <laughs> of Dragic's world because I know a lot of you guys love Dragic. I, I want a Dragic. If you've been listening to this, I've been wanting we, Dragic on this team, him. and I, I really did want him on this team. It would have made sense. I just think that the connection with Luka is overpowering this more than the on-court production of Dragic. This year, it was, again, the perfect storm of Eurobasket. He had those two good games you know, playing, <laughs> like playing with Luka. He looked really good in those games. Uh, overseas and then you're like okay he's available it's time the Mavericks have a need he's there and it's like okay it's finally the perfect storm of we lost Jalen Brunson got to replace ball handling in some way and not only did they not bring him in they lost him just for the vet minimum it wasn't even like the Bulls gave him a bigger offer and they signed JaVale McKee as center and Christian Wood was their other big acquisition They, they signed two bigs and now they only have two guards on the roster and they're like okay now Mavs are like now what do we do and if they don't get another point guard, if they go out and they make one of these fall the fallouts of one of these trades, let's say they hop in a Durant deal and they they pull in Jay Crowder, and they don't pull in another point guard out they, of this fallout, he doesn't handle the ball either. <laughs> I'm I'm I know, and I'm gonna say on this pod they made a mistake. Like I think they should have called Dragic to say we would have given you a little bit bigger of a role because they 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 desperately need a third guy off the bench who can create and handle the ball. I'm just waiting to have to go like outrage about Dragic until we see the final result of this roster. The heat is driving me for the pre outrage already. I understand because Texas heat is pretty. I, tough right I knew I, I knew I had gone. I knew I had I had crossed over to another side when I tweeted something out today and Kirk and Josh Bow from Mavs Moneyball uh, friends of ours immediately responded like just immediately were like like hey like, welcome, welcome to the other welcome side to the resistance and I was like oh god I was like, here, here we are oh man um but yeah so, so <laughs> Goran Dragic those comments are gonna live with Mavs fans and uh we'll see what we'll see what happens and we'll we'll, we'll make a real judgment 
when they actually yeah. do do something and we'll just keep waiting and Vecna's clock will eventually run out and Nabs will be lifted off the ground and you know my analogy from yesterday will stand firm. Donovan Mitchell it seems is heading to the New York Knicks. Can we just talk about this from just a general NBA perspective but also like from a Jalen Brunson perspective it seems like the Knicks are the one team that both one have enough things to trade and have enough of a motivation to trade for Donovan Mitchell. He's a huge like Mets fan. He's a New York guy. Um, mm. Like he's, he loves Madison square garden. The Knicks want to win. And now all of a sudden it could be a backcourt of Jalen Brunson and Donovan Mitchell. How much talk did we like, how, how many times did we talk about? Well, for the Mavericks to win the uh, Utah jazz series, Brunson has to outplay Donovan Mitchell. And he did. And now they're about now they may play in the same backcourt together. How pissed is Rick Brunson? Or Jalen. <laughs> Rick Brunson's like, hey, I got my son here um, to be the star. We want to increase his all-star chances to come <laughs> to the East. And now, like in however you want to believe the playing with another ball ball dominant guy, like, okay, if you can go from and I like Mitchell, I like Mitchell a lot, but He's not going to share the ball as much as Luca did. So <laughs> I, I just, there's layers to it. That's like really funny to me that if they pair these guys up and I mean, it'll be fun. Cool. Cool for Mitchell. Uh, how, I mean, what a perfect pairing, a Mets fan, uh, you know, a Mets fan in it and a Knicks player. It's like, man, you just <laughs> know. He just loves, he loves himself some orange, but the, the thing is wins. having both of those guys, both six, one guards in the backcourt is just going to be a conversation all the time. Everywhere. People were like, can they win with two, six, one guards in the backcourt that aren't the greatest defensive players, but can give you offense. Like it's going to be fun to have both those guys. Cause I think offensively they play off of each other really well. I think they'll fit really well offensively. Um, but it is kind of going up against everything Jalen Brunson said he wanted to do in New York oh. and said, hey, I want a larger profile, a new challenge. I guess it would be a new challenge to play with Mitchell, but Mitchell's usage is not that much different Definitely than, a than, new challenge. than Luka's like than Luca's usage. And uh, it's not giving him a better chance to win an all-star like bid. No, it's like they're they're looking at Minnesota and like, how can we zag? Because <laughs> now we're gonna do the opposite. And it's just crazy to see how all these teams take you know, all these different approaches to team building and Minnesota, you know, pairing these two seven footers together and what, 400, $500 million. And now the Knicks are going to pair a backcourt together. It's like six foot one, both of them. And possibly, possibly we'll see, but it should be a lot of fun. I mean, Sh yeah, we've talked about Brunson and stuff, but Shams is ready to report it. So he's already like walking it down. He's already walking it down the road. Well, apparently, you know, the Jazz and Knicks, they haven't had any conversations until now. Until, until Shams Sh just reported until it Shams last night. reported it. That was the first conversation they've ever had. Uh, but, for, but for the Mavs, all eyes points, you know, towards Utah. And yeah. the, the fallout from, you know, I think we've all been waiting on the Kevin Durant trade. And what's the fallout from that? From For Dallas, it could be the fallout from the Mitchell trade. If it, you know, assuming that it's, you know, separate trades and not one massive big trade. But. We've talked about it, I mean, over and over again. We ranked them the other day about the five, you know, vets on the Jazz and all that. It's just all those, there's so many dudes on the Jazz that would fit in Dallas that, you know, from Clarkson, Bogdanovich, Pat Beverly, you know, Malik Beasley, Mike Conley, like all of them would fit to a degree in Dallas. Obviously depends on, you know, the contract and all that stuff, but 
We'll see. I mean, and Utah's not the only team out. There's so many ripple effects to all of these guys and getting traded and stuff and three team. We don't what the crap's happening with DeAndre Ayton and the Pacers right now. I'm so tired of things just feeling like they're like done. And then this is the off season of just dragging out. It's like, all right, we can just talk about things well, for so long. And now the Nets are like, well, maybe we'll just keep Kevin Durant. Like, oh, here we no, go. No, that's just their posturing. I guess, but I'm not as confident about that. The Donovan Mitchell posturing was an all timer. I mean, it it was literally an all timer. No one believed that at all. Woj, same agency. You know, hey, they're gonna retool around Donovan Mitchell. I'm like, bro, nobody in the world believes you right now. Like, you're just you're, he's reporting what he's being told, but it's just like we we get the game. Well, and, and we talked about the Knicks with Donovan Mitchell, CAA represents Donovan Mitchell, represents Woj. Leon Rose was huge into to CAA. His son obviously represents Jalen Brunson for CAA. Like there's just all kinds of They're like, hey, can we get a Knicks Lakers finals and it'd just be CAA versus, versus clutch. clutch. Versus Duffy with the Mavs, I guess. Duffy's got a lot of random dudes out there. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's what that's where we are with that. Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks. The Mavs are waiting on the fallout from that. We'll see what happens with it. Um Let's talk about this real quick. We haven't really mentioned this, but um, Dennis Smith Jr. is having a private workout that is so private that Chris Haynes has reported on it three or four times and also tweeted out a highlight clip and tape from it. Um, according to some according to some reports, the Mavericks were at this workout. Um, mm. What would be your thoughts on Dennis Smith Jr. returning to Dallas? <laughs> Why don't you bring this up? Um, I mean, I like Dennis as a as a as a guy. Um, he was, he was a lot of fun to cover, especially the year before Luca, the dunk contest was fun. He got robbed all that. Um, no, I just, I just don't think it, I don't think the reunion would be all, all hyped up as it could be. Um, the, the Jaden, this is something lazy that I do find annoying is the like, Hey, Jaden Hardy's Dennis with a jump shot. No, he's not like, <laughs> They're, they're just different types of players. There's once you get away from like, like Hardy has, you know, yeah, it's just, they're different, <laughs> different types of players uh, with that. Dennis would have finished that dunk over taco in that second summer league game, I think. And the like put bad dunk. He would have finished that. Dennis is a great dunker. I mean, we all saw the shooting form in that, you know, the, the, the clip that Haynes, you know, shared there's, I was like, what is going on with that? I don't understand the use of private workout whenever it's like a job fair and <laughs> it's like, are we being selective of who's watching me work out whenever I want a job it's private, but we'll broadcast it to everybody. So <laughs> I wish I honestly wish him the best. I know I'm like having, you know, laughing or whatever, but like I wish him the best. Same. He was an awesome guy to cover. I just don't think it's in Dallas. And I, I just, I don't know. Maybe he gets another shot somewhere. Um, but, yeah, I wish him the best though. I'd rather those like I'd rather those minutes go to Jaden Hardy and Nilakina. Right? Like that's kind of where I am with yes. it. Like like if yeah. the Mavericks yeah, add him, then it's like a, or or Theo Pinson. Like I'd rather see what Theo Pinson has than than Dennis, right? Like if you're going to talk about I'll, I'll, to see Ma- to see Mavs Twitter have like a a feud is if they signed Dennis to be the backup ball handler and they passed on Dragic. <laughs> and to see like Mavs fans just like oh, what, what what side do I argue? Because that <laughs> And that would be uh, that would be fun to watch. Yeah, so that that's where we are on that. But there you go. Uh, that's Goran Dragic comments. Christian Wood off the bench. Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks. Maybe we're waiting on the fallout for that. We will be here with you every single day. Uh, so go 
listen to us. Go subscribe on YouTube. Follow on the podcast. Game and, tonight. Yeah, game tonight. You can watch it on. You can actually watch it on Mavs.com if you're in Dallas. And uh, we'll have a, a post game on that. And then we uh, go listen to Lockdown NBA. It was me and Pat, the designer. We had so much fun today breaking down the weirdest things in the NBA. We talked about the Donovan Mitchell stuff, the Knicks a little bit more, and all that. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Boom! Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Thank you.